Hi, welcome back to our podcast, Straight Talk with Dr. V and Mr. P. How are you doing today, Mr. P? I'm doing great. How are you, Dr. V? I'm doing well. Good, good. I'm excited to be here today. It's our third podcast. Yes, number three. Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know no Spanish. <laughs> Maybe I, I used to know ten. I could count to ten. Okay, but, you know, all I'm right. I'm a little rested now. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it in a while. Yes. So. so this is the holidays. Have you finished all of your holiday shopping? Believe it or not, I just finished today. Wonderful. Guess what? I've been finished. Gift cards. That's a sellout. That's a sellout. <laughs> I am done. I know mm-hmm. that. I mean, how many gift cards did you have to buy there? Just maybe like 10. That's not too bad. Mm-mm. I mean, 10 gift cards versus mm-hmm. 10 gifts. Yes. Did you save money? Saved a lot of money because you know what? What I did save on is someone saying, this is not my size. This is not the color I wanted. So you know what? Gift card, go buy your own. That means you, you uh, bought for a bunch of grown-ups and teenagers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, kids are easy. Mm-hmm. You want to be personal, but when they get older, you know, it's like they're not going to wear it or they're going to complain about it. Their so. styles have totally changed. You know, when you're growing up, you you wore whatever your mom and dad purchased for you. So um, when you become adult, you come into your own. And so certain things that you, you want to wear and what we want to purchase for you is totally different. Right. Mm-hmm. And... We were lucky enough when we got about, I say maybe 12, 13, mm-hmm. um, our grandparents and our parents forego, or they didn't give us gifts anymore. They gave mm-hmm. us cash. That's right. Cold hard cash. I know, right? And how exciting it is to mm-hmm. get about yes. $500 total. Because we, we make our rounds. My grandmother would give us $100. Okay. Um, then we have aunts. Maybe a mm-hmm. 20 here, a uh-huh. 30 here. Uh-huh. Somebody will spot you a 50. Balling. Balling. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. $500 at 13 back yes. in 19, blah, 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 blah. I can uh-huh. tell you how mm-hmm. Exactly. And we just, throughout December, we balled. I you know, know you did. That's I- when you could go to the movies uh, mm-hmm. for $3. You know what I mean? $10 right. you can ball out, play uh-huh. video games and do everything like that. Anything so, you wanted to do. So mm-hmm. maybe that's. When we were talking uh, last podcast before about mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving spirit. Right. For me, that. The talents. Right. The talents. Episode so, one. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're saying you like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm putting it all together, mm-hmm. that's that thing. That's that Christmas spirit, getting that money, that uh-huh. cash in your hands, <laughs> and you're, you know, buying right. what you want to mm-hmm. buy. And mm-hmm. you can't disappoint yourself when you're buying something that you want. Exactly. So, exactly. That's why gift cards, Visa, right. MasterCard, American Express. So that's mm-hmm. a, that's another uh, Christmas spirit for me. Yes. Okay. The, that's The spirit fabulous. of giving and uh-huh. getting cash. Mm-hmm. Cash is always welcome. Right. Mm-hmm. You got some cash you want to give? Um, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I never leave home without. Okay. I can, I can believe it. It's funny, though. I, now I hardly ever carry cash. I have to go. Why not? It's just too inconvenient now. You need to always carry cash. And I'll tell you about that afterwards. You okay. always carry cash. Um, see, that now you want to get to the spiritual side. You always, the most thing that you want to have and keep, you make sure that you have money in your wallet, even if it's five or ten dollars. Oh, well, I mean, I got, I've got about five or ten, but you got cash <laughs> on you, keep the cash yeah. on you. Mm-hmm. But I just hate the change, keeping up with the change. Well, put the change somewhere in your console or something in the car. Yeah, you do that. And on my nightstand, I got a thing that's full of change that mm-hmm. I never go back. So when I use cash mm-hmm. and I need correct change, I don't have change. So. Oh, I tell you. It's I don't easier. know what to tell you then. I told you one time. It's just easier. Um, <laughs> I got just you. to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Are you excited about... Um, Christmas? We're only, what, four days? How many days? I am excited about Christmas. I am elated. I'm ready to see the smiles on everyone's faces when I give them their gift card. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you know what? And they'll be, they, they will be happy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I told you people have just taken Christmas so out of context. Um, so we lose kind of the real meaning behind Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's a joyous time. It's the joy. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, Jesus is the reason for the season. He really is, and he is the gift to us. And that is the main reason for Christmas, and we have to remember that. For those who may not receive a phone call, a gift, think about this, that Jesus came, he was born on this day, and he gave us life and that more abundantly. And enjoy it. Absolutely. And be happy. And, and joy. Joy. Mm-hmm. Joy to the world. Right? Joy to the world. Yes, the this, Lord has come. That's my biggest Christmas spirit, joy. That's okay. Good. Okay. All right. All right. Well, so let's um, get this party started because we mm-hmm. got some stuff to talk about. Okay. You know, I'm ready. We got some things that will hopefully help people mm-hmm. to uh, deal with this, yes. this period, which is kind of be tough on a lot of people. But yes. so, But it's well needed. Absolutely, absolutely. I it's agree. It's well needed because we wanted to let this message get to our listening audience um, to lift up their spirits and All to right. encourage them and to motivate them to continue to put one foot in front of the other. And this too shall pass. All right. All right. All right. So before we get started, you kept your black card last. Two weeks in a row, y'all. Are you going to make it to the new year with your black card? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get this party started on black card. Okay. Let me pull my card. There you go. All right. Oh Lord. All right. Here we go. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. When you say it like that, I know it's getting ready to be revoked. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to put on your history and your civil rights hat for this one. Why would you do me like this? You picked the I card. I am not I a pick, history man. You picked Let's the go. card. I didn't pick Y'all know they you don't teach it. us African American <laughs> history. History. Well, African American history is 365 and we're December. So this is Black History Month. Okay. Go 12 on. times. All right. And here it is. This answer the question. Mm-hmm. In what city did Rosa Parks refuse to move to the back of the bus? In what city did Rosa Parks Refused to move to the back of the bus. All right. Mm-hmm. Was it A, Tuskegee, Alabama? Mm. B, Montgomery, Alabama? Mm. C, Birmingham, Alabama? See, you tricking me here. Or D, Jackson, Mississippi? I'm Sister Rosa <laughs> refused to get up, which sparked a movement <laughs> that set some things in motion. Oh my God! Please keep your black card. Ooh, I'm getting ready to lose this black card. <laughs> no Lord, oh God! I need you to come no, through for no, no, me. No, 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 googling. No, put your phone down. Uh-uh, put your phone down. Are we gonna pick another girl? Put your phone down, Doctor V. Uh uh-uh, uh, you ain't getting ready. No, no Doctor V. Doctor V. Doctor V. No, ain't no Doctor V. You lose your integrity. You're a PhD. You know that's not correct. Okay, let me stop playing with y'all. No, it's, it's too late now. You don't Google it now. You gotta find it. I didn't Google you it. Didn't, I didn't okay, flip it over. Flip it over. Flip it over. Montgomery. Is that your final answer? My final answer. Are you sure? I'm sure. Let me see your phone. See? <laughs> what is it? I didn't. <laughs> I believe you cheated. <laughs> But I can look. No, 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 no. Are you sure? It's oh, no, it's not Montgomery. Are you sure? No, 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 no. Give me that again. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Flip your phone over. Okay, I flipped over. All right. Y'all know it's going to be edited. In what city did Rosa Parks refuse <laughs> to move the black, I mean, remove, move to the back of the bus? Go ahead. The first instance of black girl magic. Tuskegee, Mm-mm. Montgomery, Tuskegee is no. or Jackson. Jackson is no. Give me another one. You see the Birmingham or Montgomery, Alabama. Montgomery. Final answer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you keep your black card for the week. Montgomery, Alabama it is. That is correct. <laughs> Dang. 
That sparked the, the bus boycott. Let me tell y'all a little bit. Um, I believe in our black history. I really do. But sometimes it slips Dr. B's mind. It really does. I'm sorry. And, and you are, and let, let people know, because I did have what, uh, someone ask me, is she a real doctor? I'm like, yeah, she has a PhD, so she's official. Yes, Dr. I B. am official. I'm not out here bootlegging. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't out here perpetrating, baby. I have a PhD. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Okay. And, and an MBA. And an MBA. Yes, and I do. And a BA. And a BA. I'm just right now, maybe I'm that nerd. Um, <laughs> Y'all, please don't, please just pat me on the back and say, bless our heart. Okay. <laughs> We're going to count it to your head yeah, and not, not your heart. heart. Yes. Because I'm one of the ones, I'm sorry, y'all. Let me tell y'all who my civil rights leader icon is while we're waiting for Mr. P to pull his car. I am a Malcolm X. Oh, by any means by necessary. By any means necessary. So you know that I'm hardcore, okay? Oh, um, I'm no, no pun intended to um, Martin Luther King. I love him. Um, but I am a Malcolm X um, believer, I ain't going to do nothing until you lay your hands on me. Then when you lay your hands on me. You have a right to defend yourself. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> All right, Mr. P. Even on Sunday? Even on Sunday, baby. <laughs> you out of here. <laughs> All right. Who is Oprah Winfrey's best friend? See, this ain't right. <laughs> hey, I, you, look. <laughs> hey. I told you I'm black, black, so this I know. This is not oh, right. A. Tyler Perry. That's her new B, best friend. Go ahead. Um, Iyana Van Zant. C. That's her. Stedman employee. Graham. Or D. Cicely Tyson. What? No, 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 no. Thought <laughs> 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 Dr. Dr. B is cheating. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Okay, what am I tell you? I changed some names around. Tyler Perry is her new best friend. Uh-huh. Cicely Tyson is her old friend. Mm -hmm. Stepman is her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And who's the other you, name you made up? Yana Van Zandt. Yana Van Zandt is her employee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the correct answer is Gail. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I wonder if Gail gonna do a tell all like Robin did. No. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Whitney yeah, Houston's that's too much. best friend. Yeah, I think if you're someone's best friend, I think you should take your story onto the grave. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Mm -mm. That's so you not think cool. it's a money grab? You think? Yeah, it is. Oh, she's getting ready to get some money. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's getting ready to get paid. Yeah, that, everybody's that, looking for a come up. Yeah, that, that story is supposed to go to the grave, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. It is. Well, Dr. B, I'm going to let you keep your black card for another week <sighs> through the new year so you can ring in the new year. Yeah, that was a struggle for us. So <laughs> I'm tired, card. but when y'all hear the podcast, you'll see why my mind was just everywhere today. Mm -hmm. okay? okay. All right. All right. All right. So let's move on to mm -hmm. our off the wall segment. Yes, Lord. All right. And this week... Um, we're not going to talk about the nonsense that's going on in Washington, D.C. No, no impeachment. Mm -mm. With the impeachment, but uh, let's get a little clean, clean to that. Yes. Impeach! <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we're going to say about that. Ooh, Nancy is just waiting. That's all we're going to say mm -hmm. about that. Right. All right, so off the wall mm -hmm. topic is... Well, Mrs. J.R. Smith, Jewel. the wife mm -hmm. of J.R. Smith, the mm -hmm. basketball player who mm -hmm. played with LeBron. Right. Uh, I don't know who he plays with now. He's moved around a while. He's no longer with the Cavaliers. I don't know. He Let's see. Be. He might be. He might be. Let's see if he's still with the Cavaliers. I know. I remember when he messed up. Oh, yeah, at the end of that game. Oh, that was hilarious. He might be with the Cavs, but problematic J.R. Smith who's had some issues mm -hmm. or some lapse in judgments on the court mm -hmm. back in the day. But apparently Mr. J.R. Smith, uh, according to his wife, 
has indulged in an extramarital affair right. with uh, n- another, I'm not going to say the young lady's name, but allegedly, another, allegedly, um, she's an actress on the, another show. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Mrs. Smith, because she's still married to him, so mm-hmm. I'm going to call her Mrs. J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. And I think her name's Jewel, He's right? still with the Cavaliers. Okay. Her mm-hmm. name's Jewel. Mm-hmm. Posted an Instagram post video where she um, essentially prayed for herself, mm-hmm. her husband, her marriage, and the alleged, alleged mistress. Mm-hmm. So she made a post mm-hmm. where she not only prayed for her, her family, yeah. mm-hmm. keeping her family together, covering with her the husband. Mm-hmm. She also prayed for the alleged mistress mm-hmm. or the alleged adulterer. That's a strong woman. Right. Amen. So I'm going to toss this one over to you. And As always, Mr. P gives me the hardest ones to deal no, with. But I'm, it's cool. I'm going to chime cool. in, but I'm going to toss this over to you. It's cool. I um, saw the video and I was very touched. I could feel her pain. I could feel the sorrow. I could feel the hurt. I could feel the disappointment. I could feel that she needed to be uplifted. And I like it when she, I liked when she um, started the Facebook Live and she said, you know, we post so many things on Facebook Live, but no one posts anything about prayer. Um, And I like that because you know what? She took her power back. She took her power. That I agree with. Mm -hmm. She didn't um, not let the media take the narrative and play it like they wanted to play it. That she got ahead of it. And I love that. You know, to Mm -hmm. me, a lot of people saw that, though, as a week. I saw strength. Mm -hmm. I saw power. I saw that she took control of the situation. She knew who needed to be in the midst and the center of that situation was with Jesus. And when I tell you I prayed with her and for her when I saw that video, um, I know a lot of people say, I wouldn't be praying for the mistress. I wouldn't be. Yes, you do. Why would you want to wish anything bad on the mistress? You knew what she was doing. You let God handle the issue. You let him handle that and you do what you're supposed to do. You want your marriage, you fight for it, baby. And she's fighting for her marriage. And, and you know what? I can't knock it. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I know what the knee-jerk reaction is going to be or would be that most people publicly would say, you know, to hell with her. Mm-hmm. I don't care about her. I don't care about, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not praying for her. I'm mm-hmm. not praying that she's that she be healed or she's hurting or mm-hmm. I'm not concerned with it at all. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw it too as her taking accountability mm-hmm. for the relationship or mm-hmm. whatever happened in her relationship. And like you said, she definitely took the power back. Exactly. Now, most people may not agree with it or, you know, what people say you need to cut her or when you see a stump in the ground, but mm-hmm. I saw her as taking accountability totally for her relationship, yes. her marriage, and mm-hmm. also taking it back. Controlling yes, right. it. Controlling the narrative, controlling to what she want to do with it. Yes, and right. so, you know, some people may not agree with her praying for the, the alleged mistress or whatnot, but that's the way I view it. That's right. And why would she hold the mistress um, accountable? Um, because the husband knew he was, who he was married to. Mm-hmm. And he knew what he was doing. Right. Um, so a lot of times the women get it all twisted and all wrong. That you go after the woman. Go after the man. Mm-hmm. He was the one who stood before family and friends and made a vow unto her. Mm-hmm. And therefore he knew what he was doing. And so um, not saying that the mistress is totally um, not responsible because she played a part too, because mm-hmm. you knew he was married. So mm-hmm. some things you've got to be like, okay, you married. I got to step away in it. But you know, something I, I know some people are saying, well, you know, me and lion say they separated, but he wasn't separated, separated. Right. So when we say separated, separated, that means that he has gone to the court system and they have a legal separation. Right. If he didn't say, I have a legal separation from my wife, you still married player. Right. And then, I mean, to put, we talked about single women, single black women last mm-hmm. podcast. And this is where accountability comes into play as well. 
because regardless of if he was not with his wife physically, mm -hmm. they're still married, right? That's right. And even if he's not with her physically, mm -hmm. it hadn't been long since he was with her physically. Exactly. So you got to be held accountable for your part, knowing that even though he might have been not with his wife, say for the past few months, mm -hmm. you knew mm -hmm. dude was still married. That's right. Still got a wife out there. They're going through a situation. Mm -hmm. The smart thing to do, in my opinion, but everyone has their own freedom to do whatever. Mm -hmm. The smart thing, in my opinion, would be like, nah, I may be, I, may, I like you. I think maybe we could do something maybe in the future, but you need to go handle that situation. Exactly. And then when you're clear mm -hmm. of that and all that has been taken care of, then they maybe we back. could. Right. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't choose to do that on both sides, men and women. <laughs> I That's know. why I, it's hard for me to understand. Like I said, I've been at the game a long time, but <laughs> if you tell me, okay, I just got, I've been married or I just, you know, me and my husband just separated mm -hmm. two months or three months ago. I'm going to be like, whoa. Okay. Well, I can appreciate you telling me that and I, I mm -hmm. appreciate your honesty, but I'm going to step back and right. allow you to deal with that because there's some hurt, some pain, right, some right. stuff you got to work mm -hmm. on because before you can be fully now, if he says, Mr. P, that he's legally separated and he's showing me legal documentation, I will have to continue to date. Okay, what if it was three months, though? You really think? If he has a legal documentation that we are separated, separated, not separated. That means you have gone through the court system and you're legally separated. But let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it just be me thinking. Mm-hmm. Would you want to be involved in that and or knowing someone who's going to, obviously she wants to still be with her husband. And that's right. I wouldn't want to do that. You I know what I mean? Even if they're legally separated, mm -mm. he's still got to deal with this situation. She does. And so, who wants to be involved with that hitting? Right. Because what's going to happen, the relationship is not going to work. Right. It's going to, it's going to, it can't grow and develop mm -mm. because he's still got to deal with that's that. That's right. And mm -hmm. it's not fair on his part. Mm-hmm. To even enter into that with someone knowing he's got to do that. That's what, right. that's why I, it's hard for me to understand or to see people who jump from one relationship to, to another, another. Mm -hmm. because you're not, you're not having time in between to figure things to out. To really figure and clear your spirit, clear your aura. Um, it's a whole lot of things that when you're leaving a situation that you have to make sure that, um, ties are cut, mm -hmm. um, that emotions are not following you right. you know what i'm saying into your next relationship so i follow what you're saying right here. because you you to, I, honestly and, and i this is my um my wife hates this but this is my psychoanalysis side mm -hmm. coming out okay and, and i do have a ba in psychology so <laughs> i can't help it it's just ingrained in me mm -hmm. it is hard for me to accept when you if someone would say this to me I have no more emotional or mental ties to that person. And and it's been, say, three months mm -hmm. or less. Mm -hmm. You think they lie? To themselves? Yeah. yeah. Because it takes time. It does. Now, if you've been in a relationship, all right, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, yeah, maybe no. But if you've been in a relationship with someone for years, mm -hmm. and you're telling me you can unpack and, and clear everything out, from say a seven year relationship in three months, it's impossible. Yeah, it is impossible. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not being honest with yourself. You're mm -hmm. not being honest with that mm -hmm. other person. Mm -hmm. uh, because it takes time. Like you say, it takes time to, to move on from those, um, I don't want to call them spirits, but those norms you have with that other person, those ties you have mm -hmm. to those other person. Mm -hmm. Because if being with someone for, for a long period of time, you intermingled family, friends, yes, relationships. You have. Finances. And they, it, it takes time for them because they got to pick a side. If right. they're going to be on his side or her side. Yeah, it does. Crazy. So it takes time. So for you, though, relationship hop and say, I just met my soulmate and you just was with your soulmate three months ago. Come <laughs> on. I mean, you're not being honest. You're not being fair to the. the That's true. Right. You that know is what I mean? So, true. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I can, any, there's, there's a possibilities. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, either you weren't honest and fair with the person you just left the relationship with mm -hmm. or you're not being honest and fair with the person that you're entering into right. a relationship mm -hmm. with because mm -hmm. you know there's 
people who probably exit relationships mentally, yeah. emotionally, mm -hmm. before leaving physically. So physically, yeah, that you is physically so true. with someone else. Mm -hmm. That emotionally and mentally, you probably had already moved, moved on, on six months ago. So you mm -hmm. can jump into a new relationship because you've already exited the party, exit left, right, and then you on with your new boo yeah. in two weeks. But I just want everyone to know, continue to uplift um, Jewel. Um, I tell you, powerful woman. Uh, anyone that can get on Facebook Live and confess and pray uh, has to be commended. Yeah, I mean, I can't knock it. I have to be commended because many people suffer in silence. You're right, absolutely. And I think by her exposing it, praying for it, now her healing can begin, whether it's to fight for her marriage or to begin the process of legal separation and into divorce. Um, many people, like I said, they suffer in silence. They, they cry and they sit there and they contemplate different things, but we need to pray. When you wanting your family, the scripture said what, what um, God has put together, let no man put under. So therefore, if you want your marriage, you have to fight for it. Um, but of course, both parties have to be in agreement to fight for it. And uh, I'm just, ooh, it just made my day just to see her out on Facebook. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, you know, um, we if you guys are familiar with the situation, let us know what you yes. think about it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not taking sides because there's two sides to every story. Right. But mm -hmm. like I said, I saw it as her taking her power back, taking she control of it, back, taking, taking accountability of it. Mm -hmm. And... You know, whatever happens, happens. Happens. That's right. All right. Well, we're here forward. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe the, the outcome will be on our next off the wall topic. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Well, Dr. So B, what's next? All right, Dr. B, we're going to get into this topic that we talked about. This is mm -hmm. uh, probably going to be a little heavy one, a little weighted, uh, mm -hmm. but hopefully you guys will get something out of it. Um, yeah. It's a important thing to talk about mm -hmm. um as we talked about in prior podcasts about the christmas spirit thanksgiving spirit right. um this time of year being with family and friends and, mm -hmm. and loved ones and for some of us and for some people this is a tough time of, of year yeah. because it's a reminder of the loved ones that who are no longer with us yeah so many people uh, are not excited about Thanksgiving or the holidays mm -hmm. like they once were because it reminds them of what they, they're missing. Right. So mm -hmm. this week's topic, we're going to talk about honoring your loved ones during the holidays mm -hmm. who are no longer with mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. and, you know, how you can do that and mm -hmm. move, move past it mm -hmm. and move forward with it and, right. you know, hopefully bring some of that joy back because, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. it's the joy that you're missing out. So it's, the joy of having them there that you're reminded of that that mm -hmm. absence isn't is, isn't there yeah. and so mm -hmm. um so we'll talk about that uh yes and i know this is a tough topic for you dr v mm -hmm. so i'm gonna let you kind of talk it, it out and right. get it out and then mm -hmm. i've got some stuff i want to share well it's two things that. um that i want to mention the first uh, my uncle uh frank height um passed this morning so um Thank you. Um, so right now I want to, if I know my family will be listening, I want them to keep their head up, know that our uncle is no longer in pain, know that he is with our grandmother, with our other uncles, with my mom, his oldest sister, um, and know that, you know, he's smiling upon us right now. As I was talking to Dr. P, um, Mr. Um, P., before we started the podcast that this particular um, year has been awfully hard for me in missing my mother. This makes year five for me. So um, my Thanksgiving is, is primarily my year that I love to celebrate with family and friends. Um, and then Christmas, you know, um, everything that I have been thinking about this year, and this, like I said, this is year number five, it's the toughest, I believe. And um, I'm really not in that spirit. I'm not in the holiday spirit. I'm not even in the cooking spirit. On Thanksgiving, I got up and I just 
went with the daily routine that we typically do for Thanksgiving, getting up, cooking the big dinner and everything. But I purposely planned a trip to go out of town the day after Thanksgiving to get out of the state of Georgia. And I did that. And it was it was good to do. Um, but this year I'm home for Christmas and I was like, oh, I should have planned a trip for to leave Christmas and not be home for Christmas. But I didn't know that my uncle would be passing this soon. However, um, the memories um, that I am thinking of now um, about my mother in Christmas time, you know, she would always make the chicken dressing and um, she would always get in the kitchen the music that would be playing on Thanksgiving morning and on Christmas morning. Those are memories that I share. So what has been getting me through the holidays, Mr. P, is thinking and recalling on those memories with her. Um, and a lot of times, I know sometimes you want to just get in your bed and you want to crawl up and you want to hug that pillow and you want to cry, but you can't do that. Your loved ones who have gone on, they don't want to see you hurting. They don't want to see you grieving. Um, grieving is okay for a time period. After a certain period, you need to be able to move on and cherish the memories um, because if they were able to talk to you right now with you going through with your tears and you're crying, they would tell you to wipe them tears and enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. They Absolutely. really would. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You're right. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> as you stated, um, it's the grief that people, many people are struggling with and um, there's stages of it. Mm -hmm. and, and what happens is people get staged. So yeah. uh, Dr. Kubler Ross mm -hmm. has, she has five stages and seven stages, okay. which she went to go ahead and elaborate on. But, you know, first stage is denial. Mm -hmm. Second stage is anger. Mm -hmm. Third is bargaining. Fourth is depression. And five is acceptance. Yeah. And then she went on to add in um, an additional two stages. She put a shock stage before the denial. Oh, really? And yeah, and that usually happens when it's unexpected or oh, yeah. you know something tragic out of the ordinary. Let me tell you, mm -hmm. I can say that yeah, the shock um, because I just prayed for my uncle yesterday mm -hmm. at twelve o'clock prayer, mm -hmm. and um, my cousin was in town visiting him, and she put um, her phone on speaker, and. I prayed mm -hmm. and then to get a call this morning it was a shock right it really was mm -hmm. and especially when um, I was told that the doctors gave him six months and I'm mm -hmm. like this ain't six months I prayed yesterday what happened so that was a shock I had mm -hmm. to sit there and just stare at the wall for a minute mm -hmm. so I agree with that now when my mother passed it was not a shock right you know, I didn't go through denial, um, but I I think I did number two. Right, which was, uh, you, you went to anger? Anger. Anger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was angry um, because I'm like, okay, why would this happen right now? Mm -hmm. All of her blood work was good. I mean, everything was fabulous. Mm -hmm. So why would God want to receive her home right now? Right. So it was it was a lot of anger that was going on. Mm -hmm. Why would you take my mom? I'm only 44 years old. Mm -hmm. Why would you do this to me? And you knew she was my best friend. Who do I have now? Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I just don't tell my business to everybody. I don't right. talk to everyone like that. She knew everything about me. Mm -hmm. So right. I, I can tell you that anger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people go through it. I mean, it's it's a tough part. Mm -hmm. And. Um, the issue is we get stuck. Some people get stuck in mm -hmm. these stages. Um, and hopefully they can move past them, you know, particularly their anger stage. Some yeah. people walk around feel angry. No, you have to let that go. You have to. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a normal process. It's something mm -hmm. that you got to understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, and hopefully you have a support system and the people around you understand that this is a part of the process mm -hmm. and, you know, you may need therapy to move on. You may yeah. need some help mm -hmm. with someone. Someone that needs so to help true. you to move past it. Mm -hmm. um, because you're reminded of it. And mm -hmm. depending on how, you know, um, you said it wasn't a shock when your mom passed, but depending on the scenarios or situations, if say she was tragically taking, uh, mm -hmm. like I had a classmate whose mother 
uh, was hit recently by a hit and run driver and mm. he left her. And it may have been an accident, but it wouldn't be surprised uh, surprising for her or her family to be stuck in an anger stage yeah. for a while because they yeah. don't know who this person right. was. Yeah. So, you know, they're probably going through sh- They're going through a lot. Right. They, they, they may have been in denial, mm-hmm. but you don't move through these stages necessarily in order. Sometimes right. you're going back and forth and back exactly. around. Exactly. And, um, and you have to understand that's, a, that's normal. Mm-hmm. That's a part of the process. But when it becomes... Um, to a point where you can't move forward uh, in life or it's hindering you from doing things, you might need mm-hmm. to get some additional help. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this time of year is the rates of suicide and depression go oh up my God, and yes. um, things like that. And depression is a part of it uh, because depression is like the, the fourth or, mm. or the fifth phase, depending on which stage you're going yes. through. So you're, you're going through that part mm-hmm. where you're, and it may be year after year after year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fortunately for me, uh, I've lost I've lost my uh, grandmother and some mm-hmm. uh, aunts and uncles and uh, cousins who were close to me. Um, and I love them and I miss them, but not to the point of anyone close to me where I've been affected that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's, uh, I, I understand that, uh, but I've been blessed that I haven't had to deal with that mm-hmm. yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You are and, blessed. You know, I, and I, and I hear, have people who are dealing with that mm-hmm. or who say, you know, it doesn't get easier. You no. You just learn how to live I, with it. I, uh, when my mom passed April of 2015, I met with another young lady who mother had passed maybe a year or two ahead of me, mine's. And I was talking to her and I was saying, when do I get over this? And she said, sweetie, you will never get over it. You will learn to cope with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what she was saying. And mm-hmm. now I do. Right. You cope with it um, because you never get over it because it was your mom. Mm-hmm. And so coping with it means that you'll be able to cope with not seeing her every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my issue because, you know, hair, you know, my mother was on dialysis on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. This is what I did. I took her to dialysis. So my, my time was so occupied with taking her Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays to a dialysis and Tuesday, Thursdays, her doctor's appointments. And so that was my, my schedule. Mm-hmm. And so when you have someone that have been received and gone on home to the heavenly father, I have all of this time. So now I have to cope with, this is no longer my schedule. And mm-hmm. now I have to change things, mm-hmm. um, dynamically in my life, in my schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's triggers and there are reminders all around. Mm-hmm. And I was actually, um, talked to my wife, telling her about the topic of the show and, and you know, and her grandfather's past. It's been eight years, nine mm. years, and she still uh, every day she says she thinks about it. I see. Mm-hmm. Every day, mm-hmm. and you know, I'll think about him. There's be certain things that are trigger me, like every time I uh, hear someone burn rubber oh. or hit the gas real uh-huh. fast. Uh-huh. He had a saying. He would be like. One gallon gone. So he's like, <laughs> you burning that gas That's and sweet. you're not going anywhere. So he would yeah. say that. So every time mm-hmm. that I hear that sound or something, so it triggers that in my right, mind. Right, right. And so uh-huh. those are triggers or those are memories. And for me, those are reminders mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I un- honor mm-hmm. people who exactly. I've lost by remembering them, by uh-huh. re- uh, remembering the, the memories and the positive things and mm-hmm. the joys that mm-hmm. they've given me. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And I encourage you to try to do this. And it may not be as hard to do it. And I see it on the the, the, the half, uh, glasses half full. Okay. So, you know, in your circumstances, you were like, I'm only 44. Mm-hmm. And why'd you take my mom now? Mm-hmm. Well, I see it as I was blessed to mm-hmm. have my mom or whoever, that loved one, for as right. long as I had them. Mm-hmm. So I thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thank God for the opportunity for the for, you know, for dealing with the challenges mm-hmm. and having the strength to move on beyond these things, right. the mm-hmm. life's difficulties. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's how I've been able to move forward 
and handle things. And that's why what I try to pass on to my children. I want them to be able to move forward and understand, you know, life is going to have challenges. You're going to yes, lose people. Is. You're yes. going to, of the Reverend Canyon, if he didn't teach me anything from that little church, uh-huh. Bankhead Course, okay. Swats. Yeah, I heard of he, Bankhead Course. Bankhead okay. Course. Uh-huh. Reverend Canyon always ended with you. You're born to die. That's right. And we've got to understand that. I did not understand it until I was 44. How Mm -hmm. about that? Born to die. Mm -hmm. Because I was scared of death until my mother transitioned. And now I welcome it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I want to leave this right, world. Right. Hold you on, ain't trying to say, hey, no, Jim, I ain't trying to leave. Here, by, but right. you don't get it twisted. Now we ain't trying to leave. <laughs> exactly, but I have a certain amount of peace with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Um, so that's what I see now. And also, we've got to remember when our loved ones leave us, they didn't want to leave you. Trust that. Right. Okay. Um, but you got to think like my uncle was in pain with cancer. You know, we, as self, for selfish reasons, yes, we want our loved ones here. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we really want to see our loved ones in that type of pain? No, we don't. We don't want to see them suffer. We don't want to see them, suffer. See them suffer. So in this season, in this time where we're all mourning or are you weeping that particular loved one, I want you to not think about their sickness, but think about that they're no longer in pain. Mm-hmm. Think about that they're sitting back they're rooting for you they're smiling Mm -hmm. for you you got more angels on your side now Mm -hmm. um they're right there comforting you just call upon them right and they're right there by you right and and that's how you honor them that's how you honor their you honor their memories you honor the lessons that they taught you Mm -hmm. you you know the traditions we don't realize how important traditions are Mm -hmm. until you know we lose a loved one that's right and so when it's time for that tradition and they're no longer there then we Feel the absence, mm-hmm. but we honor them by going on, by keeping that tradition alive, mm-hmm. by taking everything that they've learned us or, right. or shown us and taught us, and applying it to our lives mm-hmm. and to the lives of our the right. people we love. Mm-hmm. So that's how you honor them. You honor them right. by moving on. By you don't forget them. You don't have you. You don't forget what happened to them, but right. you are thankful for the, the lessons yes. that they taught you. You're grateful that you mm-hmm. had an opportunity to experience them because mm-hmm. in comparison, there are some people who never get to meet their mother or father. That's so true. You that know, who so lose true. their parents b- before they, you know, realize it at childbirth or mm-hmm. their father's passed while mm-hmm. they're still in their mother's stomach. So, right. you know, that you being blessed enough or lucky enough to have your parent for whatever any amount of time or mm-hmm. any loved one or mm-hmm. anyone in your life. It's a it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. So you have to be thankful for that mm-hmm. because you could have not had any of that. Exactly. Because we're not you know we're not promised tomorrow. Mm-mm, we're not. And Mr. P, I want to um, piggyback on that. How do we really honor our loved ones? Uh, when you sent me the um, the topic, I started jotting down different things. And um, one thing that you can do. Uh, if you know everyone came to your home for Thanksgiving or Christmas, which they did for my home, I keep the tradition going. Mm-hmm. That's how you keep the memory alive. Mm-hmm. That's how you keep the warmth in the house. Um, that's how you keep from going and slipping into depression or slipping into um, grieving again because then you're you're focused on getting the food ready. You're focused on guests arriving at your home. So you don't have time to sit there and dwell on the sad part, but you're dwelling on the good and the happiness of family and friends being together. So that's one way of honoring your loved one. If your household was the was the place that everyone gathered, continue that tradition. Do not stop that tradition. Now, for some of you that you went to someone else's home, maybe you may need to start a new tradition. Maybe start going out of out of town, saving up your money, taking a trip somewhere that you've never been to mm-hmm. enjoy the holidays or um, for a Thanksgiving or Christmas. What do you think about right. that? Yeah, I think absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you remember them mm-hmm. in that place or go somewhere that they wanted to go say, why, if I had an opportunity, I would go here. Mm-hmm. So in your honor, or me, I'm going to go. Right. I'm going to go experience this for, for you because you sacrificed for me. You you weren't able to do that, but I'm able to do that. Mm-hmm. So in your honor or in your memory, I'm going to go take this right. trip. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see the world. I'm going to do the mm-hmm. things that you wanted to do. Get out and explore this world. Right. 
And that's how yes. you, you know, it's in, in honor of you. That's right. And another thing that we do um, for my mom is we go to her gravesite. Mm -hmm. um, her favorite restaurant was Red Lobster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we would go to her gravesite, put her flowers on her grave, and then we would go to and order her favorite, um, which is the Admiral's Feast at Red Lobster, mm -hmm. um, with a lobster tail. Right. To yeah. honor her, mm -hmm. um, so that we won't be sitting around moping and crying, but it, it, it's a joyous occasion. Right. You know, mm -hmm. um, we get it so twisted that we're supposed to really dance and rejoice when they leave this world because right. they're no longer in sorrow. They're no longer in pain. Mm -hmm. They're going home to be with our Heavenly Father. And we actually are supposed to cry when they come into the world. Right. Because they don't know what they're getting into. Nope. They have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That just, that just sparked something for me because um, I have, and it's a challenge of mine, I haven't really shared it, but. Mm -hmm. I have a challenge with funerals and, mm -hmm. you know, going to see the vessels. Right. Because for mm -hmm. me, you know, my loved one, my grandmother, mm -hmm. my, you know, my cousins, my family, my, that's, they're no longer there. That's just a vessel that they. Just a shell. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I've never been to my grandmother's, I mean, her, her gravesite. Really? Yeah. Because to me, she's not there. She, you know, she's. Mm -hmm. She's with me mm -hmm. when she, I still have a picture of her in my closet, but, oh. but it'll, for some reason, it'll fall off the shelf mm. or something will happen and mm -hmm. it'll bring my attention to it. And then I'll be like, yeah, I hear you. Oh. So I, for me, I see how that's mm -hmm. how she's talking to me or that's right, how she's right. mm -hmm. doing it. And, you know, I could never forget uh, her or my, you know, she, uh, my, she ain't really my, she's like, a, she's my cousin, but she's mm -hmm. like Betty Edwards or okay. Julia Maythorn or my uncle uh, Lamar who just passed or okay. my auntie Nina, my mm -hmm. auntie Freddie Mae. So they they live on and I honor them with their memories mm -hmm. and still, you know, having love for them and remembering the traditions mm -hmm. and the love that they have for me and the joy that they brought in my life. And so that's, that's how I honor them. I'm not sad. That they're gone because right. they, had, they had to move on. They had to move we on. We all have to do. We have to. We have to go where they're going. Right. They're already there. Mm -hmm. So we hope to see them again. Uh, right. And so we. we you live, will see them. Right. So mm -hmm. we live through them. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not saddened by that. Uh, you know, there's like I said, there's some stages where you're shocked when it's unexpected. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like um, my daughter's friend Kennedy. Right. Uh, Moreland was tragically killed, and, and mm -hmm. for me, I think I've gone past the shock and the denial stage. Mm -hmm. I, I don't anger doesn't serve me anything, so mm -hmm. I'm still kind of in between that. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm kind of in between that because it's it's still kind of surreal. Mm -hmm. um, just the way it happened, and you know, right. getting her so young and things like that. So, mm -hmm. but I'm not sad that she's gone. I'm, right. I'm you know I'm sad. That uh, my daughter or my wife have to deal with her yes. can can no longer yes. experience, or her mother can no, no longer experience her presence. Mm -hmm. But I understand, you know, we we all got to go there. Yes, we, exactly. We are born to die. We from the minute we're birth. <laughs> yes. We begin the process. But you know, when I what I can say, um, because my mother had th um, two near death experiences. Mm -hmm. One was in 2006, and her major one was 2012, mm -hmm. where she experienced cardiac arrest while she was at dialysis. And she was on life support for two days. Mm -hmm. And I remember us praying and God restoring her. And I can remember when she came home, she was only in the hospital for a week. Mm -hmm. And when she came home and I told her, I don't know what I would have done if you had left me. And I think this, these words that she spoke to me at our table in the kitchen is what got me through her passing in 2015. She said, Vanessa, if I had left this world, I taught you everything you needed to know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm like, okay. And that kind of eased my mind, mm -hmm. even though, hey, losing my mom, I ain't still didn't want to lose her. Right. But she taught me, she equipped me with everything that I needed to know. Mm -hmm. And I, at that point, she said, you will be fine. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And then she also told me, don't be sitting up here grieving for me. Mm-hmm. After a couple of months, she better stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say your wishes. My uncle wanted us to have a party. He didn't want a funeral. He wanted mm-hmm. people to get together and have a party. And, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he wasn't, he wasn't, I, I believe that he was uh, spiritual mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to see him right before he passed, but okay. my brother and sister did. And, and he said he was ready to go. He said oh, he was tired. Yeah. He was ready to go. Yeah. And, you know, he called it. He mm-hmm. was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to be here tomorrow mm-hmm. next week. He, and his, luckily enough, his daughter got to see him and she's still dealing with it. And I know she misses him dearly. Right. But he was for prepared. So it's selfish of us to try to keep them It here. is. It really is for us. For, for us. us. And it's for selfish reasons, right? For selfish reasons. So uh-huh. we want to see our loved one go through pain. We right. want to see them go through all of this because, you know, oh, they're here with us. Oh, you know, I can't live without this one. Mm-hmm. I can't live without. And we have to know that our loved ones have lived their lives. Mm-hmm. whether it was a young life, middle-aged life, or older life, mm-hmm. that when it's time, it's their time. Mm-hmm. And we have to be okay with it and know that if we can keep living right, we will see them again. Mm-hmm. We can't hold them here. No. We can't, you can't keep somebody here. <laughs> I need you more on my side to fight for me here, <laughs> you know, in heaven and fight for me right. and help me push me through some certain things, you right. know, help my angels out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, my wife doesn't like, like me to talk about this. Uh-huh. <laughs> but here, you know, she has an old family. I mean, her, <laughs> she has a and I say, oh, we got an old uh-huh. family. Her grandmother was 104 on Ooh, her uh, grandfather's side. And I think her grandmother's mother's lived to be 88 or something okay. like that. And she has a grandmother who's like maybe 85 now. Mm. So she, she has longevity on her side. Yes, she does. I you like know, that. Um, my dad's mother, God bless her, she's uh, in her 80s. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think my grandmother was like maybe 77 or something. Okay. She was in her 70s mm-hmm. or something. I can't even remember how old she was. Um, but the men on my side, they don't live long. <laughs> For whatever reason. Oh my God. They don't live long. They don't live long. <laughs> Whether it be lifestyle or just, that's just, that's just not it. <laughs> so, you know, I always tell her, you know, I gave you the best years of my life because uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be here another 40 some years with you. So. <laughs> I gave you the Don't best. say that. You're going to be here uh, 80 years. I don't, don't know if I want to be here another 40 years. So You will. <laughs> she doesn't you like will. when I say that because I'm like, you, you know. Ooh, see, I mean, I'm not trying to rush it. I'm, by no you know means, what? You I need to watch. To it. Go to my YouTube and listen to generational patterns and right. break that cycle. Yeah. And you know what? And it might be the cycle that the men said, you know, our work is done. Uh, we provided for our family. No, We've got the no, next generation no, up on no, their feet. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm going on to glory. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, uh, if I got glory waiting for me, why am I wasting my oh, time no, down no. here? <laughs> no, she don't. She don't like me to say that at all. I don't all. blame her. I but I'm like just saying. I, I mean, like I said, I have a different relationship mm-hmm. uh, with death than she does. Mm-hmm. You know, change is hard. It's, it's a lot tougher on her. Right. Um, and like I said, I'm not rushing it. I'm not, right. you know, trying to go out there and, and swim with sharks, jump out of planes or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, when my time comes, I'll, it'll be graceful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've I've done quite a bit in my life. So, right. I mean, but you I, still got more yeah, to Yeah, of course. Come. Absolutely. I've got more to do. Mm-hmm. But I can't complain. I I'm, right. I'm blessed. Right. I can't complain. I've lived uh, mm-hmm. a good a, life. A good life. Mm-hmm. You know, better than most. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is something. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, what am I to sit here and complain about? I can't complain. You can't complain. Right. So I'm, my my goals in life now are to take care of my family and get mm-hmm. my kids out mm-hmm. the house so I can live the best of best life, living my best life exactly. for the last however many years uh-huh. I have. Yeah. So, you know, and I hopefully they'll honor me mm-hmm. in, in the future for, you know, doing Something. what I did. Right, right. right. You know, because I've right. never been the one. I don't want a funeral. You're mm-hmm. not going to come over here, look at me in the cast and say, oh, he look, don't he look good? <laughs> no, I'm, I don't look good. 
I look good when I'm living. <laughs> tell me I look good now. I don't need you to tell me I look good laying in the castle. So no, you're giving your flowers yeah, while you're yet. Right. Yeah. Don't expect to walk up in the church and see me every there. Nope. You might see a picture of me. Right. But I won't be there. Right. Uh, and definitely. I want you to remember me like I was. Right. And I told my wife and uh, your kids, you know, you mm-hmm. cre- cremate me, put me on a fireplace, put me in a charm, oh, you won't Lord. take me with you. But don't put me in the ground. Cause don't worry. Here. Eric and I are going to take you to Hawaii. Go somewhere and we'll spread saying. your take ashes me. somewhere. Take me. Take me somewhere. <laughs> don't be talking about Nah, he look good. No. No, I don't look good. But I want people to, to understand that um, during this time, we want you to think on the joy. Um, think of what that person did to just annoy you till you just start laughing. Right, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. um, just recall on those good times and the laughter that you shared with your loved one, um, all of the wisdom that they gave you, mm-hmm. um, your vacations that you took during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, find you a journal mm-hmm. and begin to write those thoughts mm-hmm. and express yourself through the journals. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the way the human mind works, and then it's a protection me- mechanism, mm-hmm. we remember the negative things yeah, more than the positive things. And that, that's, you know, I don't want to get too psychological, biological. But you're but, right. It's but, not, everything is psychological right. that we're so talking about. It's a protection. So, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, you need to remember what was danger, danger, or yes. what would kill you, yes. or what would harm mm-hmm. you. So the brain is trained to recall those things, mm-hmm. or to remember those things, mm-hmm. so that you can protect yourself. That's right. That's right. Well, you've got to now work to remember the positive thing and to right. understand mm-hmm. that those negative things are to, to protect yourself mm-hmm. and to, to keep you from harm, mm-hmm. but that is not you know, what's most important right. all the time, but that's mm-hmm. not... If you're not in the face of danger, you mm-hmm. not, need not worry about right. that stuff. So. And one thing that I do is I make a dressing. The first year that she passed, let me mm-hmm. tell y'all, I messed up that dressing. I sure did. It was nasty. Um, it wasn't nasty. Oh. I don't cook nothing nasty. <laughs> oh, oh Dr. V can cook. Okay. <laughs> it just didn't taste like my mom, and I was trying to get it like my mom. Right. So the first year was epic fail. Um, it was dressing, but it wasn't hers. So... After the second year, I got it. Right. So that's what I do in honor of her is I make her dressing. And her dressing always came last. So her dressing was the last thing to be prepared. So guess what? I keep it as the last thing to To be prepared. Right. And that's how you honor her. That's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. you know, now if your mama didn't know how to cook, don't make her dress. <laughs> no, my mama could cook. I know you your mama make... could, but yeah, my mom had my mom best meal that I remember is her uh, lemon meringue pie. Mm. Oh, I love lemon meringue. But and it's a funny story. Erica don't like this either. But okay. My mom used to make this chicken and rice. Uh huh. And she would force us to eat it. She makes this huge <laughs> pot. When I say huge, I swear this thing is huge. And, you know, she'd make this big old pot of chicken and rice. Uh-huh. And if we didn't eat it, to, we didn't eat. You know, but back in the day, that's what you had to do back in the day. She was working that. mom. Yeah. We lived in a project. She, we don't have food to spare. I used to like it. No. You didn't like chicken and rice? Not not when you was forced to eat it, not the way you did that. How did she cook up? I don't know, but I don't like it. <laughs> oh, my mom Here's the funny part. Say, okay, what's the funny part? I know I told Erica um, how much I dreaded this chicken and rice or how much <laughs> No tell me Erica when it cooked it. I didn't like it. Uh-huh. And so one day her and my mom's talking and then uh, and I guess my mom told her how she made it or whatever. Uh-huh. And so for I know what, what reason going. I don't know why she decided to make this chicken and rice. And when I say chicken and rice, she it's like she Boiled the chicken and rice together. I don't know how she does it and put whatever in it. And I, I tell you, I kid you not, mm-hmm. if she did not duplicate that chicken and rice to the T, we almost got a divorce. I was like, what? What are you doing? Did not, how many times have I told you how much I hated it? And you go and make the exact same thing the exact way and it tastes and smells just like it. I was like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? 
She thought she was kissing your yeah, mom. Yeah, she thought I was going to like, I was like, are you serious? Oh, my God. We almost got divorced. That was like, <laughs> I was like, no, oh, my God. I was like, this, this, this is like my mom checking it right. That just had all that trauma <laughs> just came back into me. I was just overwhelmed. I was like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. And I was like, wow, we almost got divorced because she, <laughs> she just threw <laughs> the whole thing away in the trash. I was like, <laughs> Now, did you tell her that you despise the chicken and rice before? Yes. I okay. told her about all them stories. Me, my brother, and sister, now we don't eat chicken and rice. Mm. Not like that. You know, we like chicken and rice separately. Separately. Don't put it together like that with the bone in. And the yeah, no. but that was a way to, to expand the meal. I understand that. But now that I don't have to expand my meals... <laughs> I do. Please do not make my mother's well, you know chicken what? and rice. I do chicken and rice, but I do the chicken breast okay. and rice. I don't do it with the bones. Yeah, it will. And I can take that. Mm-hmm. But it was um, when I say she had the recipe to a T, it, it just <laughs> like it. And I was like, I, oh, my God. Oh, it was, Lord. you know, when you say before triggered words of words, uh-huh. I was triggered. Cause I was like, there was only two things it that she's ever back. made that um, that I haven't liked that uh-huh. she made. When we first got married, she made this macaroni and something pea casserole with some uh-huh. mayo in it. And I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we first got married. I was like, this is disgusting. I was like, <laughs> Ooh, what is that? That is hilarious. Right. And that chicken and rice. But everything else she does great. But I was like, don't you ever. Ever do that. Oh, my ever God. Ever do that again make that chicken. I didn't believe you was doing that. I, yeah. And she, she actually made it. So we almost but got divorced behind that. My but. mother can cook. Um, She taught me how to cook a lot of things. And see, these are the things that you all need to dwell on. Um, Versus, like Mr. P said, the sadness. Dwell on those, the good things, you know, what she did in the kitchen. What did your father do best? Especially mm-hmm. at this time, because you know, your mother would be in the kitchen getting dinner ready for Christmas, and your father would be trying to put together your little toys or your bike and right. putting the tricycle on. Remember those sweet memories yeah, and let it put a smile on your face. Let go back to your childhood where, you know, that was the most exciting part of Christmas knowing that your father was getting all this stuff ready for you so that you can go outside and play with your little nappy head friends. Right. And, and you know, I know for some people they, they've experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard to deal with that. And hopefully mm-hmm. you, you're you getting help with that mm-hmm. and we encourage you to see someone and talk to someone, someone about that. Because or you can call Dr. V. Dr. Mm-hmm. V, all right, call Dr. V. You give go me ahead. a number. Seven seven seven. No, you need to go to VTF Ministries. <laughs> VTF Ministries. There you go. <laughs> At gmail.com right. and leave your information. Right, because you know, uh, and, and we understand that. So mm-hmm. for for those of you that associate this time of year with trauma, we understand that. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be more challenging. This is not something that you just snap your fingers and it's going to no, be going away. No, it takes time. Right. When I tell you, it takes time. Um, because, you know, when you're used to seeing someone every day, and like I said, I was my mother's um, primary caregiver. So, you know, I had to change my schedule. I had to find things to do within that big um, time span, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, knowing that she had to be to dialysis at 7 to 10. Um, it's like reevaluating your whole life. Um, what is the, because many of you, I may, you may be thinking, well, what's my purpose now? My, my mother, my father, they're gone on and now I have all this time. I don't have no, nothing to do. Go join the gym, go volunteer, go to the nursing homes, go find you someone that you can see on a daily basis that you can help out and do something and giving back to someone else. I think yeah. your loved one would love that. Right, that would be great. In honor of your loved one, you mm-hmm. know, you go in and volunteer your time or mm-hmm. give, give someone else. That's right. So mm-hmm. that's that's the best thing in the world, you know. Definitely. Giving 
of yourself and helping others, there's there's a reward like no other. So. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. And um, did I do that? No, I did not. Um, at that time, I was writing my dissertation, so um, that took a lot of focus off of my mom and her passing because I devoted it into getting my chapters written. Right. So I had some distractions. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. But I hopefully, did. you know, you can have those those joyous memories. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely. Um, so I just want everyone to know, please just remember the good times, um, those memories. And P- Apostle Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And um, if you recall him talking to the church of Thessalonia, um, where the church felt that, you know, what would happen, they thought that it was the end time that was coming. And Apostle Paul had to break everything down unto them and told them, if you continue to live right and walk right, and trust and believe the finished works of the cross, you will see your loved ones again. When you get to heaven, you will see them again. So you've got something to hope for. So think of that, that, okay, my mother and father, my aunt, whomever it is, is on the other side, but guess what? I'm going to see them again. Mm -hmm. And that's what you put your hope in, that when I see them again, I'm going to hug them, I'm going to dance, I'm going to rejoice and do all those things that that I have been missing and tell them what I went through. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can catch up when you get into heaven. But for right now, they're on your side, looking down, pushing you propelling you into your purpose to your destiny to make sure that you're not sitting here grieving and crying mm-hmm. over them because that's not what they will want for you nope and that's how you honor them mm-hmm. exactly yeah condolences on the past of your uncle thank you thank you thank you I am glad that we had a chance to talk about yes. this and to mm-hmm. you know share mm-hmm. so, yes and hopefully you know you feel that choice spirit. I do, I do, I do. I just, you know, want to send love to my my family in South Georgia and know that my love is with them and to be encouraged and know that they're with their oldest sister, they're with our big mama, um, and that, you know, to keep holding on, keep on hanging in there. Amen. Well, I just want to dedicate this to my grandmother, oh. Florence Taylor, to okay. Betty Edwards, mm-hmm. Virginia Thornton, Charles okay. Johnson, Nita okay, Johnson, Freddie oh. Mae Johnson, okay. and all my loved ones who mm-hmm. are no longer here, but I carry you with me mm-hmm. every day. I carry you with me in my actions, mm-hmm. and you know, it's because of you that I am who I am today. That's right. And I dedicate this to my father, James Edward Wiseman, um, to my uncles and to my aunts who have gone on, and to my mother, um, Overseer Mary R. Cox. Um, I truly miss you, and I thank you for that word that you always told me, put time on some things. And guess what? I'm putting time on some things, and time has come to pass. Thank you, Mom, and I love you dearly. All right.